Blog Talk Radio. Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA. Ask Me Anything, where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa AMA, Ask Me Anything. That's right, ask me anything, ask my guests anything. We are here to answer the difficult questions and the easy ones. Now, if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free. Give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563 563- Nine 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 three six zero three. And if you're listening to this show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press one. Now today we're going to be learning a lot, and I love to learn. That's why I do an AMA. So we're going to be discussing aligning with your soul's purpose with Dr. Lara Romero. Good morning, Dr. Lara. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited as well. It's a pleasure to have you. So I've just been excited about um, learning more about aligning with your soul's purpose. But before we specifically talk about aligning with your soul's purpose, we want to take a little bit uh, of of history on that subject. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and how you got your start. Oh, wow. And we only have an hour for that? Only an hour. We, um, we need the 10-minute version. You were three. Version, yeah. What happened? Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? It's funny because that's when it did start. Um, when I, I, I'm grew up in a, <laughs> I grew up in a home, and my dad was an alcoholic, and I was mm. the youngest of four girls. And, um, you know, from a very young age, I felt like I wasn't wanted. And um, it was just hard. It was hard growing up in the home. My dad was very violent, and you know the police were at our house a lot, and it was just a lot of lot of dysfunction. But when I was about nine, I remember I was sitting in our backyard and I was looking at the trees and I was looking at the sky, and I thought to myself, there has to be something more to life than just this. So at a very young age, I, I was inquisitive, and I knew that there had to be something more than just what was in front of me, the physical senses. And uh, I was brought up Catholic, and I was convinced I was going to hell by the time I was 11. So uh, mm-hmm. that was, um, you know, not very comforting. So I, I questioned religion as well when I was young, too, because none of it really made sense to me. And I'm not saying that Catholicism Catholicism is a bad thing because it's not, you know, because it works for a lot of people. But for me, um, just the the belief that I came in with sin and that I was a bad person already, it just really didn't give me a fighting chance, I felt. So, um, you know, like I said, I had three older sisters. And um, by the time that my parents were, you know, by the time I, my sisters were in their teens, I was only like 12 or 13. 
and my parents traveled a lot. They were trying to save their marriage, so they figured they would go away on weekend retreats and be together. And with that, my sisters would have raging parties at our house, um, you know, because we grew up with drinking and it was okay. And, you know, at first I would stay up in my parents' bedroom and I'd watch TV because I knew it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And, you know, eventually I got older and got curious and started drinking at the the, uh, tender age of 13 and um, realized that the way that I could fit in with my sisters was to drink. Cause I was like five, six, seven years old, younger than them. They're all like clumped together. And then I came. And um, so I wanted to fit in with them. I wanted to uh, be like them. And the only way that I could was to drink. And that's how I felt that they accepted me. So um, I continued to drink till I was about 23. And in between that time, um, I was feeling very depressed, just, uh, my sisters had moved out. My parents were not doing well. Uh, my dad had gotten a job and he lived up in Ukaipa and he would come home and he would just get drunk every weekend. So my mom thought that, uh, the best thing to do was for her to go up and see him so he wouldn't drink. So she would leave almost every weekend, and here I am, 17, pretty much living on my own. And all my sisters had moved out, and I just felt like I had nobody. And um, she really kind of went within and withdrew and um, was very, very lost and was continuing to drink and just, you know, going down the destructive path. And around that time, I was about 18, um, and I had a boyfriend that lived up in Huntington Beach, and I lived in Laguna Hills, and that's probably about a 40-minute drive. And he worked the night shift. So I would go up, and I would hang out with him all day, and then I'd drive home at 1130. And I remember driving home. This is like the pivotal point for me. Um, I was driving home, and I was so tired, like I was nodding off in the car and I was so, so tired. And, you know, I had the windows rolled down. I had the radio turned up way out loud so I wouldn't fall asleep, but I was having this conversation in my head with God. And I pretty much said, you know, if I fell asleep at this wheel and I died, got in an accident and died, I'd be totally okay with that. But if I did fall asleep at the wheel and I lived through it, then I know I'm here for a purpose. See, I didn't think that me existing had any purpose. Like I just felt like I was wasted space and I wasn't contributing anything to the world. And I just, I didn't want to be here. And with that thought, you know, you know, if I die, I'm good. If I'm here, I'm just going to be here for a purpose. That was my last thought. And I fell asleep at the wheel. And um, I remember there was a, a semi truck to my right. And to the left was the center divider. And, you know, being 18, I wasn't a very good driver. I would go up on curbs and, you know, just mess up my car. So thank God my car pulled to the right because my alignment was off. So what happened when I fell asleep at the wheel, my car pulled over four lanes of traffic and to the side of the road. And I woke up. And the car, and it was bumpy. I woke up because the car was bumpy and I was on the side of the road on the dirt path and I was headed towards a pole. And I thought that my foot was on the brake, but it was on the gas pedal. So I pressed on the gas pedal 
and sped up, and then I turned back onto the freeway over four more lanes of traffic and just missed the center divider. And when my car finally stopped, I was facing traffic, and it stalled. And so I uh, turned my car back on, and I went over to the side of the road. And you know what? Not one car stopped. They just slowed down, and they saw what happened, and then they just kept driving. It was the weirdest thing. And so I get out of my car, and I see if anything happened. I look for tires, you know, see if they're okay. Everything was fine. And I proceeded to drive home, and I was living home at the time. And the next morning, my dad, uh, when I woke up, he said, what happened to your car? I go, what are you talking about? And he said, well, the light is bashed in, and your tires, like, completely slashed. And I was like, wow. I mean, there's, there's no way I could have made it home with my tire like that for one. And I don't remember hitting anything, but you know, after that, I just realized, okay, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. And, um, I still didn't know what it was, but that, that awakening, it like sparked some hope within, within me. And so, um, I continued to, I did continue to party I wasn't ready to let that go yet. And I remember my dad telling me, he had, he had found sobriety when I was about 20. And I remember him telling me, he goes, you know, you're a healer, right? And I just looked at him and I, I said, there's no way. There's no way because of all the Catholicism upbringing, you know, people were punished for that. And I wanted no part of it. And I remember going into my room and just, being on my hands and knees and just crying and just saying, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. And so I just, um, I shut it down. I shut that down, but I continued to, to drink. And then finally, when I turned 23, um, I had gone down to Mexico and it was just a disaster trip. And I came back and I just sat, I remember sitting at my kitchen table. I'm just like, you know what? I'm done drinking. And so I quit. I quit drinking, and that was 25 years ago. So after that, um, I kind of, like, I got my act together, I guess. I went to school, and um, I had a, a uh, um, opportunity to travel. So I traveled to Australia, New Zealand, and Fiji, because I still, you know, didn't know quite what I wanted to do. And on that trip, I learned so much about life and so much about myself. Like I got out of what I had been immersed in for so long and it just gave me a whole new perspective. So uh, I realized that I wanted to counsel. I wanted to help people because of the pain and the heartache that I had had. I felt like I could offer something, you know, a different perspective to help people let them know that they're not alone. So I went and got my degree from Cal State Fullerton in human services, and I graduated, and um, it was great. It was a really great program, um, but I just thought to myself, there's got to be something more, and this is going back to when I was nine. There has to be something more to life than just this, than just theory, than just book smarts, you know, and so uh, I just began to question, what else can I offer my clients? And that's when I got in touch with the American Institute of Holistic Theology, and I went on to study to get my Ph.D. in metaphysics. So the metaphysics, that's the study of energy, of the chakras, um, 
of breath work, of all of all of those really cool things. So um, now I was sober, so I my mind was thinking a little bit clearer. Uh, I had moved out of the house. I had let go of um, relationships that weren't good for me, and I just uh, put my head in the books and started studying metaphysics, and that opened up, completely opened up my world because then I started meeting people that were doing energy work. And I remember I had, I got in touch with this woman that she had did incredible energy work that I had never even heard of. And the things that she was able to do and the way that she was able to shift energy and to help myself and and my family, it was just amazing. So um, I had a few mentors and I said, can you teach me? So, um, you know, I do have my, my PhD in metaphysics, but that, that's just like the theory. But what I can do with energy, that's all, you know, from people that have mentored me and me also getting into um, my own inquisitive mind and getting in touch with my own intuition. And um, it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Wow, that is amazing. But what, one of the, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about everything that went on in your childhood. It almost, I mean, like, I literally just want to give you a hug. Like, that's the empath <laughs> in me who just wants to hug and wants to love. But one of the things that stood out to me is that in all of your pain, it, it is really consistent with a lot of healers. Most healers, mm-hmm. the majority of healers have experienced so much trauma or so so much in their own personal lives that, that you know, they become healers, I believe. I mean, even though you're born a healer, like myself, everything that I've done um, and I've experienced in my life, I truly believe is, is to help someone else you know, from two divorces to being laid off, being homeless, all of these things that I experienced allowed me, allows me to relate to other people, you know. So I feel like everything that I went through wasn't in vain, you know. It was to help someone else. So I, I can see some of those consistencies in your life, in your story, and what um, happened. Now, one of the things that yeah. you mentioned is your your father said to you, now you know you're a healer. So, I mean, even with information coming out of the blue and us receiving hits on, on you know, on things, was there anything specific that you were doing, receiving, hearing, um, that brought that to your father's attention? Was Is he a healer as well? Um, he, it was really interesting because he was like hardcore into Catholicism and he uh, was drinking heavily. And then when he got into um, AA, you know, it cleared his head and he introduced me to uh, Unity, uh, which is a New Thought church. And it was it was a completely different outlook about life and, um, you know, a different concept of what God was. And so he introduced me to that. So then he and I started going to church together. So with his healing, um, I started going to Al-Anon. And then through that New Thought Church, that's what um, opened me up to um, learning about what was possible. I think that's what it was. Like going to Unity, it helped me realize what was possible for myself. 
because I was, you know, I was 18. So, you know, I don't really, didn't really want to listen to my parents. I don't think I listened to my parents. I was like 23, 24. (laughs) But um, I think that was, that was it. It was just um, realizing that there was um, a different concept of what I thought God was. Because I always thought God was uh, this old man judging me saying, you're getting to heaven or you're going to hell. And that wasn't, the concept that I learned later in life, it was that the universe is its energy. It's all love. It is, um, it gives to us what we put out. And what I realized is that the thoughts that we have, the beliefs that we have, that is a certain vibration and that goes out into the universe and it comes back to us no matter what it is. Like there's no judgment of whether it's good or bad. There's nothing out there that say, well, you're a good person, so good things are going to happen to you. It's, it's not like that. What I learned is that with the beliefs that I have, whether I'm worthy, if I'm good enough, if I'm smart enough, if I have those beliefs that I'm not, then things are going to show up in my life that's going to support that. But if I have a belief that um, – that I'm worthy, that I'm loved, that I deserve abundance and prosperity, that I am joy and happiness, then that vibration goes out into the universe and then it comes back. So it was like there's still an element of spirituality, but there's also an element of uh, science to it as well, which, um, you know, I'm not, I'm by far not a scientific person and I'm not the type of person that really needs proof for anything. The proof for me is the result. Like, I don't need to know how it gets there. I just need to know that it works. But um, with this concept, it was a little bit easier for me to understand. Did that answer your question? That, that was kind of a long no, answer. May, <laughs> that's why we have an hour. No, it was, it was a perfect answer. I mean, and it makes sense. And I like working with and talking with people who are willing to look at both sides. You know, the scientific aspect as well as the more traditional or the more metaphysical aspect. And I have the same, you know, beliefs to a certain extent. I remember, you know, my son, you know, we talk about um, astrology and I'm an Aries and my son is an Aries as well. So we talk about astrology and I remember my son asked me one day, he's like, mom, how does this work? And I'm like, son, I really don't know, but I, I don't know how electricity works either. What I know is that when I turn on the light switch, the light comes on. But the technicalities of how it gets to us and how it goes from one point and what colors do I, the co- I don't know all of that. But what I know is that it works. So I can kind of see the, the same thing and I can understand it, especially from someone like myself who was raised Muslim. You know, you're raised in a certain environment and then you get to a certain age, which for me was 18. And then I'm going, wait a minute, I I think there's something more. I think there's something else. I think there's something different because everything within this organized religion is not adding up for me and it's not personally resonating for me. And like you said, it doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it bad. It's just I felt that there was something more for me. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is that you had a mentor, and one of the things that your mentor did was shift energy. So for those of our listeners who are not familiar with or um, experience shifting energy, can you give us a little bit of information on that? Wow. Okay. Um, Let's see. 
Well, I would call her up with some challenges that I was having with my daughter and uh, when she was young. And so what she would do, um, she would get into this state of consciousness and she would get in touch with different forms. Like she would channel different energies um, and she would, God, it's really hard to explain. It's, re- it's hard for me to articulate it. Um, she would go into past lives and she'd say, oh, okay, this is what happened. And um, this is why this is showing up because of this is what happened in the past life. And then she would begin to like clean out the energy from the past life. So it was like, she didn't, she didn't change what happened, but the, the energy from what happened before she would clear that out because what she said is that when we have our past lives, that energy comes with us. So we could have, um, you know, we have these phobias and we have no reason why we would have them, why we're afraid of water, right? Because my daughter was afraid of water and there was no reason why she should have been because she didn't have a near-death experience uh, in this lifetime and nothing really happened. But when we put her in the pool, she would scream bloody murder. So what, what she did was she tapped into that past life and realized that she had drowned on a ship. And so Mm -hmm. that fear that she had from drowning from that past life came over into this current life. And so what she did is she helped clear the belief system or the fear of that so she wasn't afraid of the water anymore. So another example is uh, every time my daughter got sick, I would go into a complete panic like she was going to die. I mean, she would just have a cold or she'd have a low-grade fever, and I would just go into a tailspin, and I would be afraid that she would die. And so she tapped into that. She's like, okay, well, there's another thing that happened between you and your daughter where she got sick and she died. So that fear, that irrational fear that I had in this lifetime was because of all of the energy from these past lives that I've had. So she cleared that. So then when she got sick, I was like, oh, okay, she just has a cold. And that panic and that fear would not be there anymore. So how she does that, I don't know how she does it. Um, I do know that she taught me how to do it. Um, And basically what she told me to do is just be open to receive and to trust my intuition because a lot of people, you know, they kind of um, don't really give your imagination a whole lot of credit because it's just chalked up of, you know, like it's imagination. It's just, you know, a fairy world or whatever. And what I learned was the images that I see, it's not really my imagination. It's, it's consciousness. And so that's how I work. Like when I work with someone, um, I can see clearly what has happened in their past life or I can see in their body where they're holding energy. And, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you don't know how it works, but the result after I work with somebody and how their lives change, that's how it works. And I remember, um, I had a session with a shaman and uh, at the time I be, we, I live near a lake. So I take people on a walk around the lake. I call it a soul walk. 
But before I started working, I would walk with some friends around the lake and we would just talk and, you know, I would just, you know, say what came to my mind, whatever, and their lives would completely shift. And I didn't really put two and two together. And then I had uh, a session with a shaman and she asked me, she goes, do you know what you do? And I'm like, no, please tell me (laughs) because I don't. And she said, basically what I do is I open people up, like I crack people open, um, and I allow them to see the possibilities for themselves. And with that, with them seeing the possibilities for themselves, I'm able to help them shift their energy and help them release the beliefs and the emotions that keep them from experiencing who they truly are. And when I do my work, I call in the elements, I call in the wind, I call in the water, I call in the trees, and they help work with me to help pull that energy out because we're energetic beings. And like if you have a pain in your body or, you know, you're stuck in some kind of uh, loop or whatever, all it is is emotion and it just needs to be released. All it is is energy. So when we release that energy and let it go – and then we can bring in some supportive energy, some supportive beliefs, then your life begins to shift. Wow, I love it. I've heard about your soul walks. I, I think I have to get on the list. I don't know how long the list or where the list is, but let's, let's add my name to the list. I'll figure We'll figure out the details later. But sometimes the most simple things can be so profound that um, because um, – my life was changed by Shaman as well. And I don't know if you know Shaman Isabella, but mm-hmm. I had Shaman Isabella as a guest on, on my radio show. And we were telling her story and she was explaining about being a shaman. And, it, and it's so funny in our community, in the holistic community, that all the readers who have read for me, it's, they all tell me the same thing. Independent reading, they're like, Shreva, you got to have a lot of money. And I'm like, okay. And then I go to the next one, they're like, oh, my God, Sharifa, you're going to have a lot of money. And I'm like, okay. Then I go to one, they're like, you, I know you're not going to believe this. I know you think I tell everybody the same thing, but you're going to have a lot of money. And I'm like, okay. So I'm on, on this interview with Shaman Isabella, and Shaman Isabella, you know, I'm telling her about this, this, um, you know, this money, and, I, and I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I just feel like going to live on this island. So Shaman Isabella says to me, she says, Sharifa, just think about all the good you can do with all that money. Think about all the people you can help, all the organic farms you can build. And, and like, by the time Shaman Isabella is finished with her list of the good things Sharifa Hardy can do, I was almost in tears because I was like, oh, my God, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, the people. You know, and here I have this blessing and this gift that's bestowed on me but I have to use it in a specific way because it's not about me. It's about the people, the world, the lives, the healing, the health, the things that can be done with the money. But sometimes things that are so simple and so easy, they can be profound and life-changing because you're now looking at them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think when you get outside of yourself, start to see how you can help humanity And that's, you know, when you start to gain momentum and more things come into your life to help you do that, you know, especially if that is in alignment with your sole purpose, right? Yeah. You know, because, you know, I think 
the sole purpose is the way you get to come and show up authentically, mm-hmm. you know, and, yes. you know, with, with the money, um, you know, maybe getting your own island and sitting on the island, man, you'd be bored. <laughs> you'd be bored by yourself <laughs> because you're a people person, you know, and you're out and you're doing things. And, and you know, and with what she said about you, you know, shifting the consciousness with your money and helping people, I mean, that's what gives you energy and gives you motivation. And that is how you can tell when you're in alignment with your sole purpose, when you wake up in the morning and you're excited about what you do, you know? Yes. Yes. And and I can tell you're excited about what you do. (laughs) I love what I do. What I want to do is I'm going to stop for a brief commercial break because we're going to go into our topic of aligning with your soul's purpose after these brief commercial breaks. When you need an expert plumber, you need jordansruder.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's jordansruder.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At Jordan's Ruder, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's jordansruder.com. We want to be your or Mr. Fix-It. Do you feel like you're beating your head against a brick wall? Every day, stuck, frustrated, never living your dreams? Hi, I'm Daniel Alexa. I'm here to help you live the life you dream of living. If you're ready to live with purpose, be happier and more successful, call me today at 310-746-5929. Together, let's create your breakthrough. 310-746-5929. Do you have questions regarding your business, marketing, career, finances, or love? Then there's just one place to go, AskSharifa.com. Her workshops and readings get you the help and understanding you need. Sharifa Hardy has the power and insight to unlock all of your problems with amazing results that are unmatched by others. Visit AskSharifa.com today. With over 20 years of experience working with clients in the areas of business and spirituality, she understands your needs. Her compassion is second to none. Schedule your private reading right now. Stop worrying about what your future holds. Get the answers you need today. That's AskSharifa.com. Will you fall in love? Is your career the correct choice? Are your finances in order? Get all the answers now. Give us a call right now at 562-822-0965 or visit us on our website at AskSharifa.com. That's Ask, S-H-A-R-I-F-A-H.com. Are you dealing with a health issue and looking for natural solutions, but honestly aren't sure where to start? I can help. My name is Sandy Chastine, and I'm a holistic health coach. I use a combination of lifestyle transformation tools, including nutrition coaching, the use of essential oils, and basic metaphysical energy healing techniques to help clients discover the connection between their emotional and physical health and take action to heal and get back into balance. I love collaborating with other holistic practitioners to support my clients and lead a variety of events and classes across Orange County, California. Not local? That's okay. I'm available via Zoom and just a click away. Find me at www.sandychastine.com 
or give me a call at 949-439-7759. I can help you get started, so give me a buzz and let's get you on the road to wellness. Are you looking for an amazing business opportunity? Visit AskSharifa.com. Get the financial freedom you deserve. Partner with doTERRA and change lives as well as create your very own business. That's AskSharifa.com. Get products that sell and that people love using every day. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 or visit us online at AskSharifa.com. Are you ready for your financial freedom? If you are just now tuning in to the Ask Sharifa AMA, you have missed out on the first 30 minutes of the show, and you definitely want to catch this show from the top of the show in the archives. Now, if you're listening to this show on your computer and you'd like to join the conversation, feel free. Give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. And if you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press 1. Before the commercial break, we were discussing aligning with your soul's purpose with Dr. Lara. Dr. Lara, we were just about to get good. We were talking about aligning with your soul's purpose. And before we can even discuss aligning with your soul's purpose, I know our listeners want to know, how do you even know what your soul's purpose is? Oh, well, let's see. How do you know what your soul's purpose is? I got to think about that one. You know, it's like when you when you wake up in the morning and you're excited to get out of bed, when you put your head on the pillow and you know that you have lived a good day, that is helping you be in alignment with your soul's purpose. And one of the things that I want to say about you know, being in line with your soul's purpose, it doesn't always mean that you're going to shake and move mountains and make this huge, huge global impact and you're going to be this huge public figure. You know, that certainly is uh, a possibility um, for, for people, but being in alignment with your soul's purpose, your basic soul's purpose is to be happy. And when you find that happiness within you, you get to show up authentically and you get to share who and what you are. And when that begins to happen, then your interests start to happen. You get interested in maybe art or healing or music or whatever it is. And then you begin to feel that you want to do that all the time. And then when you start doing that, then you share that with people and people receive enjoyment from it. So it's basically, it's being in alignment with who you authentically truly are and how you show up each and every day. Now that's like the first level. And then the second level is, you know, there are, you know, some of us that do have a a mission or feel that they do have a mission, that they have talents or they have these gifts or whatever you want to call them. And there's a strong willingness to go out and share this with people. And that is about 
you know, fulfilling your purpose as well. And then there's people like you, Sharifa, that, you know, you have what you say, the gift of gab, and you're able to help people feel comfortable with your presence so you can talk to people like me to get this out into the world. So that's being in alignment with your soul's purpose. And the way that you know that you are is when you wake up excited each day and you do it and you go to bed at night and you feel grateful that you've lived another day. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. You know, and I've never had it explained that way, nor have I ever explained it that way, but it's so accurate, you know, because I always talk about about my story, and even my book that I wrote was about my story of going from laid off to loving life. Like, I've I've been laid off about eight times, and each time I, I, I wanted to go get a job. I didn't want to go, but each time God was like, no, I want you to help people. This is what I want you to do. I want, to, I want you to help people. And I always felt um, like I wasn't doing the right thing when I wasn't helping people. But whenever I did mm-hmm. what I was supposed to do and help people and help them um, build their businesses and, have, and help them with their lives and their stories and their world, I always felt happy. I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And initially, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what, you know, I didn't recognize it as that feeling. But after a while, I'm like, oh, okay, Hmm. this feels real good. This feels as if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So it definitely is Mm -hmm. a feeling. Oh, definitely. And if you feel fulfilled and not drained, you're, you're getting back what you give out. If you're feeling drained um, with what you're doing or how you're showing up in the world, there's something that's not in alignment with who you authentically are. Because when you are um, showing up with who you truly are, um, it's not about giving of yourself or giving all of yourself to these people. It's about holding the space and kind of being a channel for whatever comes through. You know, my, my husband and I, we do um, – a Monday night uh, soul healing session uh, down in Dana Point. And, you know, I channel energy and I bring in the healing energy and, you know, um, people that have passed on have crossed over. They come through and I give messages and, and uh, you know, it's wonderful. And one of the ladies after the thing, she's like, man, you must go home and just feel completely drained after something like this. I'm like, are you kidding? I said, this fills my soul. This gets me so energized and I'm so excited to do it. And it just, it gives me energy because I love to do it. And the important thing is, is that I do it with boundaries. I do it because it feels good for me and because it's something that I know that I can share with others. And I don't do it for recognition. I don't do it for uh, anything like that, but I do it because I know in my soul that this is how I'm supposed to show up. And if I have one or two clients a week or if I go global or whatever it is, whatever that level is, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Like I'm good if I only have a few clients, if that's who, who I need to serve at the time or help at the time, I'm good. If I need to go global and reach it on a bigger schedule or bigger scale, you know, that's a little intimidating, but you know what? I know that if I'm on the right path, that I will have the courage that I need to have to keep moving forward. 
And that's, mm. that's how you know that you're in alignment with what it is you, that you're here to do. And also, you know, if, if you get this message that this is what you, you could be doing or need to be doing and you get a little scared, that's probably a good indicator that that's the path you need to go. Because <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, once you get on your soul's path that it's going to be easy because it's not. You know, at least it wasn't for me. You know, and it still continues to um, bring up a lot of stuff because, you know, there's, there's a lot of things like when you raise your awareness, there's new fears that come up. There's new issues that come up for you. There's new belief structures. And all it is is it's just stuff to be cleared so you can move on to the next level. And so with living a life like this, um, it takes a lot of courage because it takes a lot of introspection and a willingness for you to look within and see what's going on with you and to heal your heart and what's happened in the past. Because, you know, like I said before, the beliefs that we have and the thoughts that we have, it dictates our life. Like, you know, you were talking about how you've been, you know, laid off eight times. That was a reoccurring pattern. So, there was some kind of belief that you had that you thought you deserved to be laid off because maybe you weren't a good enough worker, you didn't give hard enough or whatever that belief was until you finally reached a point. It's like, you know what? I'm done. And somehow, some way, I don't know if you had sessions or whatever, but that consciousness shifted for you, so you decided to go and start your own show. But it, it wasn't the just the belief. And, and it's so, in, to a certain extent, most people, I believe, do a lot of things subconsciously. I do a lot of oh, things yes. consciously. So I tell people that my layoff, it, it was literally an argument with God. That's what it was. It was my whole belief mm-hmm. system, was, this was an argument with God. And I know it was, you know, because, again, I was in this argument. And God told me, he said, I want you to help people. And I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to help people. I want to go to work. I want to get a job. I want to get a paycheck. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. Nothing says I love you like direct deposit. Okay. So going to help the people, mm-mm, that, that, mm-mm, that's not what I want to do. That's not what I'm going to do. That's why I say I'm not going to do that. And God said, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what God said. He said, okay. And then I would go and get a job and almost literally, Dr. Laura, I tell you that almost literally either before or almost six months to the day I would go and get this job, I would get laid off. And God would say, okay, I want you to help the people. And I would say, <laughs> no, I am going to get a job. And God would say, okay. And this took about, you know, it took a while for me to get the message until God just said, okay, what part of I am God? do you not understand? Like, we could do this for the rest of your life, right? So finally I mm-hmm. said, I hear and I obey because I knew what I was <laughs> supposed to do because he had told me what I was supposed to do, but I was being disobedient. I was not following the path that was set before me. And when I began to mm-hmm. follow it, then everything went into alignment. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know how you have those days when you're driving and every light is a green light? You know, at the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the birds are singing. You just feel like like the world is your oyster because you're in alignment. You're in the flow. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so when I wasn't mm-hmm. in alignment, there was the homelessness. There was the divorces. There was, you know, everything else in life 
that came up because I wasn't doing what I came to this earth to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have Absolutely. to learn it that way. I chose to. Now, when people come to work with you, like I said, many people do things subconsciously. They're not as aware and they don't have these arguments and disagreements. Um, how do you work with them? How do you help them make that aha moment when they when they say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do? Well, it, it's interesting because they, you know, the, the first soul walk is just, that's just a one hour session. And, you know, some of them come, I don't know why I'm here, but I know I need to be here. And then there's other people say, well, this is what I want to work on. And we end up working on something completely different. Um, so like I said before, with being in alignment with your soul purpose, it's, it's not just about like your career path or your healing path. It's about being in harmony with your relationships. It's about healing um, relationships and where you've been. So when I work with people just on the, the first walk, like I said, I, I kind of like break people open and help them get in touch with who they really are. Because so many times we just kind of put a shell over us or we build a wall around us and we've been hurt so bad that we just stay in our our little comfort zone and we don't really live. So with the soul walk, what I do is I open people up and show them the possibility of what's there for their life. So then that leads into a three-month intensive program that I do. And that is the more intense program where they come to me and say, okay, I want to build my business or I want to uh, learn how to do energy work or um, I want to get my finances in order or I want to, you know, I want to create my soulmate or, or whatever. So then that is more of an intensive program that I do with them and I work with them once a week and we get down to like the deep rooted stuff and it's very focused. So um, that's, that's how it starts. Mm. Your now, one of the things, yeah, yes, beautifully. One of the things that you mentioned was you said some people may come to you and they say, "I want to create my soulmate," and that was just profound and interesting to me. Do you believe that people can create their soulmate, or what? Are, what is your view on soulmates? Okay, um, it was funny because I said create. I'm like, oh no, I didn't create a soulmate. You, you, um, and it's funny because I did this myself. Mm -hmm. I had what I found when I was younger, I kept dating the same type of person, the alcoholic, the jerk, you know, it was just horrible. And what I realized was that um, I was the common denominator in all my relationships. So what I had to do, I had to go in within and I had to do a lot of forgiveness and a lot of work around my dad. And when I felt that I had released a lot of that pain and resentment, um, I had started to take this class. It was called Creating You. And it was creating the space for the soulmate to show up. Because I had pretty much said, I am not dating anybody until I get this squared away because I cannot date my dad one more time. I was just, just like, no way. And so what we did in this class is – we created the space for the relationship to show up, um, how I wanted to be in the relationship, how I wanted to be with him in the relationship, the qualities that I looked for him, for him to have, and then the qualities that I felt I needed to be. 
And then we went through this whole process of, you know, doing the affirmations and recording it and listening to it. And, um, you know, it got, I did this and it got down to like specifics and I felt that I had done the work and he still didn't show up. And I was like talking to God. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? You know, and no answer. And so I remember talking to my mom and uh, it was a Sunday. And I said, you know what, mom, I'm letting this go. If I don't meet my soulmate, you know what, I'm fine with that. If I'm going to be single and I'm not going to have kids or family, I'm good. I'm going to go and live my life and travel and do all the stuff that I wanted to do. But I had gotten to that point where I didn't have to have it to be okay with myself. It was, I had gotten to the point like, okay, you know what, I'd done the footwork and I released it and I surrendered to it and I let go. And then that Thursday, I went to a Christmas party and Mark showed up playing his guitar and speaking about what his life purpose was. And I literally sat on the, on a chair and I remember listening to him speak and my jaw was open the whole time. And I'm like, oh my God, this is him. Like this is him. And in that creation, I had said to myself, when I meet my soulmate, I will absolutely know without a doubt in every fiber, every cell of my being that it is him. And that's how I felt when we were introduced, you know, in the movies, like when you're introduced to somebody and everything around you goes blurry and it's just you and that other person, that's how it was. That's how profound it was. And the thing is, is that we, with our thoughts, with our focused intention, we can create that. We can create that. And so it was all the groundwork that I had done. He had showed up and, I mean, it moved very fast. You know, we, we dated for six months. He asked me to move in with him. I said, no, not without a ring. And two months later, he gave me a ring and we got married. And then I had a child nine months later. I got pregnant on our honeymoon. And, you know, next month we're going to be celebrating our 17th wedding anniversary. You know, oh, wow, so that is that, so beautiful. And that's what I want to say is that, you know, people don't really realize how much influence how much control they really do have over their circumstances but the reason why they don't realize it is because they're not aware of their unconscious thoughts but if you are aware of of what your thoughts are and you can release the thoughts that keep bringing the patterns of I don't deserve or this is what love is you can let that go and then you can bring in thoughts that create or help you create what it is you want so, yeah, and that I actually so have beautiful. a course on that about mm-hmm. creating your soulmate, creating a space for your soulmate. Because okay. I didn't create him. Want... Mm-hmm. I didn't create him. He already existed. What I did was I told the universe, this is, goes back to the beginning, I set a vibration out to the universe. This is what I want. This is what I'm willing to have in my life. And anything less than that, I didn't want to be bothered with it. So I set that intention out, and with that happening, his vibration met my vibration, and we came together. And I'm telling you, I did a vision board, and um, he drove the exact car that was on my vision board, and I just cut a picture out. Usually I went for the blonde hair and blue hair, or blonde hair and blue-eyed guys, 
but this there was a picture of a darker haired guy, dark brown eyes, and then there was a dog in the picture. I'm like, oh, well, that was a kind of a nice thing, you know. So I put him in, this, in, you know, that picture with the dog and the car and the business, all of that. And he drove the exact car. He looked like that, and he had a dog. It was just, it was just so crazy how all of those things came into what it was that I had wanted to have. It was amazing. That is beautiful. And I definitely hope that you post, you know, some way for people to take that course because I think that's beautiful. But when I was listening to you speak, what stood out to me the most, that was beautiful. That was deep. That was a love story. I definitely want to speak to your husband. would love to, to have him as a guest on the show. But what stood out to me was this. You, you, you created a vision board. You visualized specifically what you wanted. But when I was listening to you for an hour speak, one of the things that stood out to me and I noticed was that your mother put your father first. So it seems as if her world was her, her world orbited around your father. So you were speaking about your relationship and you created your vision board and you did everything and you saw everything that you wanted. But what I saw as the shift, the shift was when you let go of needing him needing him to appear, needing to have him in your life, needing to, to, you know, be married or needing all of these things. You just simply practice the art of non-attachment and let it go, and you released it, and you were okay with yourself with or without him. And in being okay with yourself, he was able to appear because now you don't need him. You don't have to have him, but you, you, you love that he's there but you're okay if he's not. So that's what I was just like, and that, that's a healing in yourself, which I think is so beautiful. Absolutely. The whole time you were saying that, I just got chills all over my body because that's absolutely true. You know, because when we hang on to something or we feel that we need something to make us okay, it'll elude us because, you know, like you said, it's, it's about being okay with who and what you are today with what you have today. So beautifully said, yes. Oh, thank mm. you. Now, Dr. Lara, we are down to the last few minutes of the show. And what I like to do is allow my guests each morning the opportunity to take a few minutes to either repeat or reintroduce or just mention any area that we haven't covered in the show. So I'm going to give you a few minutes. So if you have any courses you recommend, any speaking engagements, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely have to give out your website address. I'm going to give you the floor for a few minutes. Okay. Well, if you're local down in Southern California, um, my husband and I do a soul healing night on Monday nights at 715 at the Dharma Yoga House, and that's in Dana Point. And um, I also have sessions that I do. I can do that here in Laguna Niguel as we walk around the lake, or I do do it over the phone. They are both equally as effective, um, just a different experience. Uh, I do have a three-month intensive manifestation um, program where we meet once a week, and we, I give you the exact blueprint that I use to create my soulmate, but you can do that with any part of your life. And uh, my website is www.drlararomero.com. It's D-R-L-A-R-A, 
R-O-M-E-R-O.com. And uh, if you go to my website, you'll have, you'll receive a download, free gift, um, station, and a book called The Journey Towards Freedom that my uh, life growing up and the struggles that I've had and how I got through them. And I also have what I call uh, chakra stones. And the energy that comes through me comes out in my painting. So when I paint these stones, the energy goes into those stones to support each part of your body, each part of your chakra. So I have those as well. So what what do you do with the chakra? Because I wear, I have two chakra bracelets. So, I mean, I'm familiar with chakras. So what do you do with the, the chakra stones? Are these stones that you hold or you place in certain places? Yes. With these stones, um, like if you're feeling the need to, like you want to say something, but you're not able to like really articulate it or you're scared, then you can hold like the, the chakra stone that has to deal with speaking and the throat chakra stone. And what I do, um, I, some, I put it by my bedside because the energy in that stone works with you uh, when you're sleeping. I also meditate with them. Like if I have a specific intention maybe to bring in some more prosperity, I'll take that root chakra stone and I will visualize and I will hold that stone so it can help open up my root chakra. Um, another way that you can do it that I do is like if I've had like a really discombobulating day and I need to harmonize or center in and focus, I would just lay down and I would place the stones on each one of my chakras and just lay there for 20 minutes and invite the energy to come in and harmonize with my, with myself to harmonize the chakras and put them back in balance. Um, and if you do order the chakra stones, we can have a conversation. Like if you want something specific in your life, I can infuse it with the energy and with a specific blessing to help bring that into your life. So That's basically beautiful. it's like, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. having Dr. Lara by your bedside. <laughs> but, I w- but I would not recommend, like I had someone buy the stones. And she's like, I love the stones. I sleep with them, but I don't get a very good night's sleep. And I said, because you're not supposed to sleep with them. There's too much energy going on. So, <laughs> but you just put one by the bedside, not all seven, you know, so it's pretty mm-hmm. funny. But yeah, they're very powerful. Yes. Too much energy, too much energy. I mean, I, it's funny that you mentioned the throat chakra because I remember one of the, the readings or the sessions I had with with a lady and she told me, she's like, Sharifa, your throat chakra is blocked. And, you know, she was telling me all this, and I had to think about it, and I had to research it. Whenever they tell me all this stuff, I Google a lot. And what I realized was, again, because I had been raised Muslim, I had been raised in this environment where it, not only that, but, you know, this environment where children are to be seen and not heard. So as a mm-hmm. child, my voice had been taken away. And so after this session, I, I worked you know, consciously on healing my throat chakra by speaking my truth, you know, having a voice, having an opinion, being able to say, you know, and that's why I love being in my 40s now, being a, you know, a grown woman, mm. I can say whatever it is that I want to say. I can tell you if any of my chakras are, are fine, my throat chakra is fine right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And look at you now. Your voice is heard. Yes. I mean, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. But you had to know Thank one you. side 
before knowing the other. It's the, you know, the theory of Absolutely. relativity. You don't, you're not going to know night light unless you know dark, right? So good for Absolutely. you. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, I definitely want to thank you for being a guest on this morning's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. I have learned a lot and I have had a lot of fun. Oh, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. You are so welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this morning's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. We will be back tomorrow morning at the same time for Wednesday's episode, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And to be a guest, or for advertising opportunities, please feel free to visit my website at com. Until then, everyone have a blessed day. <laughs>